Hi, I'm Sarah, the mom of a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And I'm Claire, the mom of an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. We're two friends in the middle of the country, in the middle of parenting, in the middle of our careers, and in the middle of just about everything. Hi, welcome to the middle of everything with Claire and Sarah. We're back. We took a week off. Thanks for being patient. We we hilariously thought that we would have time to record a podcast, even though I was out of town for a full week. You were out of town for three or four days, had your kids with you full time, and then had to come back to three straight nights of back to school activities. Yeah. So yeah, that but, was cute. <laughs> but, but we shook those kids. Yeah. And uh, they're back in school, which they means we're back. back to podcasting. Yay. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Yeah, in Sarah's good. bedroom. Yeah. For those of you keeping track of the where are they podcasting from now. Uh, Today, yeah. we're back here. So uh, so how's back to school going for you? We're two days in at this point for Swimmingly, most of our kids. Yeah, yeah. So my kids are at the same location. I know yours aren't mm-hmm. um, yet. And yeah, it was it was dreamy. I mean, chaotic. Right. Like always. As always. Um, but... Everyone so far, like good report first day. Everyone was real excited. Okay. Loved their loved their classes. Loved my youngest got a locker Ooh. for the first time. So when I asked him what his favorite thing about first grade was, he said lockers. Of course. So you know he's got his priorities in order. You'll yeah. be glad to know. So what about you? What's going uh, on? So. Not so great so far for me. Um, so my little one has been in since Monday. So today we're recording this on Thursday. So four days in. Um, first day actually went great. I was a little nervous because he got put in a class with literally none of his friends. So I got a little stressed out, but we know his teachers and we love his teachers. They're teachers that my older son has had before, which is why we are in that class. And several siblings of kids that he knew were in that class, but they do not happen to be friends of my three-year-old. For whatever reason, several of his friends stayed back in the twos class this year. Some of the other friends are in a different class. So I was a little nervous going into it. He had a great first day. And had a wonderful day and has had fun. But the last two days have been a little rough. We've had some rough drop-offs. And then today, about 1 o'clock, I get a not even a text because I don't even have the teacher's numbers in my phone yet at this point because we're only a few days in and I don't have them from the last time. Anyway, he is having a giant meltdown at school to the point that they feel like they have to email me and ask if I have any tips for what to do. Because wow. he is has had an accident, is refusing to change his clothes, standing in the bathroom, won't eat lunch, won't anything. And they are like, we went, they went down the hall and asked his last year teacher if she had any ideas. I mean, this is how wonderful these teachers are. They... They go find a teacher that knows him better and asks, you know. That's so. what I was going to say. Like, if you don't – so, obviously, other people don't know anything about what schools our kids go to. But I, my, my oldest went to this preschool as yeah. well. And it, it takes a lot for them. Like, they're they are patient. Yes. And they are um, – professional teachers with lots of strategies. So by the time they're calling mm-hmm. you, as you're telling me this, I'm thinking – It was bad. I don't know yeah. that I ever got – I've gotten called plenty of times. But yeah. I don't know that I ever got called in that scenario. That's that's something. Yes. That's like a thing. So, you know, then I'm like, do, do I need, do I go pick him up? Do right. I not? Like, what do I do? So I, I email them back, send them my phone number, and, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm about to walk into an appointment, but, you know, you might try this – you know, and at this point they had tried several things. They had listed to me all the things they had tried. And, and he, so to, I should back up a little bit. So this morning when I go to drop him off on the way into school, he falls on the sidewalk, skins his knee pretty bad. And so he, he went into the day with just like, yeah. um, he was sad. He didn't want me to leave. Yeah. He said, I don't want to go to the class today. I want to go with you. You know, I mean, that kind of three-year-old drop-off meltdown. But then then they said he was fine, but then had this accident and probably got embarrassed or whatever. So I end up, I go to my appointment. I come out. It's been about an hour, and I still haven't heard back from these teachers. So I call the school. (laughs) And I'm like, explain. So they go down the hall, find him, and they said he's he's 
changed. He's had his lunch. He's taking a nap now. Like, it's okay. But I'm just like, and I remember at, at that particular school, that transition from twos to threes is a big transition because they're in a, it's the three to fives wing. So they're in a class and he's one of the littlest ones because he's a summer birthday with potentially kids that are almost six. And there are some kids in his class that are big, like they look way older. They're sending home things that, you know, they've written their name. And then here I have my three-year-old that can't even make a T for towns, you know? And so, and they said there's, uh, there's other kids that are his age in his class also, but I don't know them. And so I had a little bit of a mama meltdown and then this is happening. My six-year-old go to back to school night, look at the class list and most of his good friends are in a different class. He has two or three kind of peripheral friends that are in his class and it's going to be fine. But his group are all in a different class together. Not even like they're all spread out over three classes. Mm -hmm. They're all together. And I had a little mama meltdown then as well because, you know, I I didn't make any requests. I tried to be cool. I assumed that it would be fine. And then I'm like, okay. And he recognized it immediately also. He can't – he could – read enough of the class list that he knew some of the names and it was very chaotic at the back to school night but he asked me to like read through later who all was in his class and then would ask me well what class is this kid in and what class is this kid in and I'm like well they're all yeah in this other class and so I was very nervous about that but apparently he had a good first day it's just that like how much do you interfere I mean at this yes. point there's nothing I can do about it but then I'm like should I should have I have Yes. Been that mom and said, can you please put him in the class with such and such? But it's a small school. So I assume they kind of know who he's friends with, you know, and it's the same kids. There's hardly any new kids come into this school because it's a lottery school, you know, so it's like a pretty tight group. I don't know. I just assume and I'm sure that it's they have strategy for why they put who with who and you know, again, I, there's one particular child that I knew he he really wanted his best friend. He I knew they wouldn't be in the same class because right. there's behavior issues. So you heard my text go off right as we were sitting here setting yeah. up this mic. I have not read the whole thing yet, but it was a text from the mom of his best friend informing me that they got in trouble by the principal on the first day of school at lunch because they sat together. So I have now had interaction with the administration at both of my children's schools <laughs> on the first week and it's day four and two <laughs> of school so i'm oh. just hoping this is a nice little so you know i don't often have the opportunity to do oh, we've been we've been there before moments yeah. with you yeah because you know but you only, have yeah a couple years yeah ahead but you with, with our ages of our children but this is where I'm going to just tell you, like, this too shall pass. I know, right? Like, we had the same situation um, going into second grade. Okay. Um, with my oldest in that he was just, they, they kept most of the classes intact and just moved mm-hmm. a few kids around. And he was one of those kids. And there's just, I mean, maybe it was by design. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe there mm-hmm. was some maybe it was like number a numbers game like they want to make boys and girls equal like uh, it could be a million things and you will drive yourself crazy Mm -hmm. thinking about it in the end it was beautiful he made Mm -hmm. friends he got to be closer friends with kids that he knew peripherally because same thing small small community yeah but um some of them are now his very best friends Mm -hmm. and now he's not with them this year. He's with another group of kids and, but he has those friends and it always works out. That's just just what I want. I want to send you so much love because it always works out. And luckily both of my kids are pretty friendly. I mean, they, they're super outgoing. They're not going to get lost in a corner somewhere because they didn't have anyone to talk to. Not at all. Turn into wallflowers and you know, not that there's anything wrong with being a wallflower, but, but that's not your children. And luckily at my, at my six year old school, 
school, you know, they have their their home base class, but they mix a lot for activities and mm-hmm. they call them specials like art, music, mm-hmm. gym, you know, that kind of stuff. And and then they do these different center. I don't know. There's there's a lot of intermingling. It's not like you're just with your one class all day. So, right. I mean, he told me again, obviously his best friend, they got to sit together at lunch and apparently they got in trouble, which I'm going to have to dig into that text after we finish recording now and figure (laughs) out what that's all about. But the principal was involved, (laughs) according to the mom, which he did not tell me. All he he told me, yeah. If it was truly horrific, you would have gotten a call. Yeah, he he just told me he got to eat lunch with that friend. He didn't Mm. tell me. He strategically left out the part about the principal getting involved. Yeah, so... Um, and, and I know we talk about it a lot too, just your oldest and my oldest are like kind of the same child. So mm-hmm. I feel like this yeah. could have easily happened to you also, but yeah, so I'm, I'm really hoping that my next week, you know, first weekend is always a little yeah. dicey, I hope, but yeah, it'll be fine. Whew, so I that's, know. that's the first week. The first two days. The first two days. Yeah. Well, we are already, um, I know you had asked me about this earlier, but we're already um, well into tomorrow is our first extracurricular activity. Already? Oh, you know, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I just realized. soccer practice tomorrow. So yeah, it's, that's in full effect. And and my youngest, just starting um, second semester of last year, really started to get involved in his own activities mm-hmm. and man what an eye-opener that is I mean I, I realize there's probably people listening to this with three and four and five right. kids that are all doing activities and I just have Ugh. to say like I uh, amazed yeah like good I, I really um it takes every bone in my body to just not want to shut down every request my kids mm-hmm. have because we're all busy the right in our particular family um the busyness stems from two full-time jobs right. and now we have you know, a wonderful intern living with us and two busy boys with lots of activities. So I'm going to have two kids in scouts and two kids in soccer this fall. And just also like at the same time in like a moment of our lives where I feel like we're really trying to be like super present Mm -hmm. and it's the fall. So we want to be outside. We want to be camping. We want to be fishing. We want to be doing the things that we love to do as a family. But how quickly weekends just disappear. Well, that's know? the thing that I I haven't really run into yet, but I fear is this weekend. Because now is the soccer at school or is it at a different no, it's location? Through, it's like through, is it in the evening? Um, so so the practices are at school. Thank goodness we were able to get on a school team. Okay. Like, like it's not sponsored through the school, but gotcha. all the kids are from our school. Gotcha. So there's a dad that coaches, and he just takes the kids straight after school, nice. which is really, really nice. Um, so we're all home for dinner still, okay. and it's a normal Friday night. Um, but then the games are inevitably on weekends, mm-hmm. you know, Saturdays typically. So, yeah. And your boys are far enough apart, they're not on the same team. No, so. and they never will be. Yeah. Like, the way soccer goes, it's right. very, like, sort of grade and age specific okay um, so yeah so it's a lot um what are your kids doing is Bowie obviously so, not town, yeah so. three-year-olds too little um and then so I know tomorrow I think after school is their first session for Lego League <laughs> um which he did last year and loved and it's Straight after school, we don't have to, it requires no effort on my part, which is wonderful. Um, And we are now, they're starting to sort of announce the dates and times for some of the other activities they have at his school. But he has also made an additional request to do karate or taekwondo or something like that. So I've got to research that and figure out, is that a night? Is that a weekend? How many, you know, and then I'm waiting to speak with someone about piano lessons. And lucky for me, this is not a sporty child. So I feel like weekend matches are going to be limited for the um, Lego slash robotics team. There are occasional weekend activities, but 
we're not so deep into it yet. And you know what? We decided to pass on Scouts this year because it was a complete effing waste of time last <laughs> year. It was a shit show. Like, he didn't care. It was 6.30 at night. He was tired. He was over it. I mean, he liked getting to see his friends, but we're like, you know yeah. what? Until it becomes, like, boy scouts, I think we're going to pass until yeah. probably second or third grade. Which probably then for the younger kid... It's easier to participate when you have brother there or you just totally. sort of have to because everybody's going. And yeah, absolutely. That's what I figure. Maybe if if Bowie's in third grade and I don't know what year it switches to Boy mm. Scout instead of Cub Scout. So um, not that's actually not to like middle school. Oh, yeah, because so then they have Cub Scout Rush. Have you – no. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? They have this big mm-hmm. camp out and the Boy Scouts like rush – kids to be in their troop. Yes. I'm fascinated by this yes. Boy Scout rush. Like, I've not experienced it. I've only heard heard rumors yeah. around the campfire. Yes. Of, I've heard, yeah. I have two friends, a friend and then uh, my sister-in-law, um, who, by the way, if we have any single mom listeners, I hear that's the place to go <laughs> to meet guys because <laughs> dads take their kids to Boy Scout Rush, but I have two friends that the mom had to go for just various scheduling reasons, and they were both, like, they were one of, like, four women at this whole thing, and they were like, some of those dads have to be single, right? You know, (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's what I hear. That's the place to go to meet guys if you're a single mom. But yeah, I'm fascinated by the Boy Scout Rush process. Yeah. But anyway, well, our, that's our, um, years out. I don't know if if your kids' school decided to do this or not, but our uh, group is taking girls this year. Yes, I so. Believe as so. part of the, um, I think it's beautiful, mm-hmm. um, this idea that um, Cub Scouts will be open to boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Um they do have separate dens, which are their little communities oh, that they would actually okay. be camping with. So that kind of makes sense to me okay. that they would still separate by gender in that way. But I don't know. It's exciting. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But it's um, it, it does take time. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I think we feel like um, bringing our younger kiddo into the fold. Number one, my oldest really has enjoyed it and has learned some, some things. Yes. So that's, you know, and we are the community at the school that our kids go to is really vibrant. And, uh, you know, Josh and I have friends mm-hmm. there, which is, I mean, always nine. Tenths, yes. Uh, I feel like of, yeah. the, of the challenge is, do you have somebody you can call and be like, Hey, can you take my kid mm-hmm. or whatever? Um, so we have our little, our little group in that, um, in that circle as well. But I do think that once you're already in it, your art—it's mm-hmm. already on the calendar. That it is sort of, um, yeah, a- adding one more kid or two more kids yeah. to that mix feels like not as heavy right. of a lift. So no, anyway, I agree. yeah, it's it's always it's easy to overcommit. Mm-hmm. Every mother and father probably yeah. knows this and has felt this feeling. It's way harder to, um, to you know to say yeah. no. Yeah. To anything, whether so, that's a volunteer opportunity or an extracurricular activity. Do you or have like a rule for it? Do your kids know? Like you get two activities a semester. You get one sport and mm-hmm. one non-sport. Is there like a it's way you do it? It's not a hard and fast rule, but we have had the conversation. So um, like when a kiddo, when my oldest asked if he could do basketball, we were like, well, you need to find out what the season is because if it overlaps with soccer, Mm -hmm. we're probably not going to be able to swing that, you know? So it wasn't ever like you only ever get one thing and you have to pick. It was more just like, I mean, sports are really, Mm -hmm. that's because now we're talking minimum two nights a week. Sometimes, God forbid, there's a rain out or something. It could be three Mm -hmm. nights a week if they have to reschedule a game. So it's really hard. I can't imagine doing multiple sports at the Mm -hmm. same time. Um, whereas something like a Cub Scouts, which meets maybe three times a month, right? Um, you can probably throw in one of those with a yeah. sport, and it's not a, as big of an issue. That's Do you know what easier. I mean? And then mm-hmm. the after school stuff, I'm also kind of like you, a little more open on. If it isn't encroaching on like family time and right. nights and weekends, it's a little bit to me fair game. Sure, you know, yeah, because that's the way I um, feel. You know, if, if it's something that they're interested in mm-hmm. and yeah, like I said, it doesn't throw us off our game. Great. 
Because that's the thing too that I can't, I mean, and my kids aren't really old enough to completely get into this yet, but even like last year with Cub Scouts, they met at 6.30, which for kindergartner, I mean, he during the school year, like this week, especially because they're retired, we're coming off vacation, all that stuff, they've been going to bed at like 7.30. Yeah. So once you back an evening activity into that and then try to fit in dinner and try to fit in, you know, I mean, they don't really have homework, but just sort of bath, just whatever. Yeah, bath yeah. family time, getting to like have a five minute conversation, yeah. then you really start getting into that. And I mean, my, honestly, both of my kids are fast asleep at seven 30. Mm-hmm. It's not just the three-year-old and they're in this mode right now of wanting to sleep together. So they go to bed at the same time mm-hmm. anyway. But that's what I just keep thinking. Like, if we start getting into these things that are going into the evening, how how does that affect our our family time? And, you know, just inevitably one or two nights a week, one of us has an event, you know, either for work or just a hobby or, you know, something right. like that. And so it's just like, oh, my God, it's exhausting Yeah, thinking about that. And I don't even have one fully immersed in it yet and just thinking about you know, kind of how that makes your day run. I will say it's a little more intimidating to be where you are mm-hmm. and just like see that freight train coming and just yeah. know that it's coming and you're not quite sure how you're going to manage it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a few things are going to happen. One, your kids are going to end up in the same school, which God, just in, that, that in and of itself yeah. like is like One just a massive, it does amazing things for your schedule. Yeah. Um, and then two, it just sort of happens in every, everybody else is in it too. Yeah. And you find your network and you find the people that can mm-hmm. pick up a kid when you have to be at another kid's thing or whatever. And you do, you just do it. Well, and, then and at also, a certain point they may not be going to bed that early either. I mean, we right. could push it probably to Sure. They go to bed or, later. Yeah. And then, um, you'll find some, so for example, my youngest, we told him he had to wait until spring to do soccer because we love fall. Yeah, <laughs> as well, I mean, well documented how much we love fall, and we just were not interested in having yeah to be scheduled out the wazoo in fall. So yeah. we were we agreed that our older son, who is a goalkeeper for his team, and is a little more specialized mm-hmm. and really has found kind of his groove and wants yeah. to do it full time and be serious about it. Okay, great, we support you playing year round. Younger kiddo, not quite there no. yet. There's no reason for him to need to be playing you know, six months year out round. of the year. Yeah. So we're just going yeah. to stick to spring sports well, for him. So. We have camping trips to go on. We and do. Things to we do. have a camping yes. trip. No. I found out about this. My husband put it on our calendar. Do you know about it? I, the, the dads Arkansas have, one? Yeah, Okay, exactly. yeah. We've, I knew they had talked, but I didn't know if you guys were like, com, like on oh, board. Grant it's sort of calendar. ordered it. In. Yeah. yeah, you guys, Claire likes fall so much that she asked me this week if we could do a fall <laughs> episode. And I was like, no, it is 90 degrees outside. It is hot. I want to go swimming. I'm like, I'm like, this is a like wearing white situation for me and what after was my Labor Day. To you? Yeah. Did you like send me a pumpkin spice no, latte? I, no. I was like, really? Because it's 68 degrees inside my house and I'm wearing a sweatshirt because we're back to school. Screw you. Yeah. All the catalogs tell me it should be fall. I'm feeling fall. You do. And even today you have like this I'm very like, fall. you have a jacket yeah. on it's, your like. You know, we yeah. live in a climate controlled world, friends. But like it can be it fall hot? with everything. God, I'm hot. No, I can't. I can't with it yet. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still planning like our last couple trips to the pool and like, you know, but we did also just spend a week in cold weather, which should have made me more interested, but I, maybe I got a taste of it and maybe feeling better about life. So. Well, speaking about things we love, Mm -hmm. I think we should take a quick break and come back with, um, a Claire and Sarah share things they love. (laughs) Is that going to be a new segment? I like it. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at themiddleofeverythingpodcast.com, on Instagram or Facebook at The Middle of Everything, and on Twitter at T-M-O-E Podcast. And if you like the show, don't forget to review us on iTunes. It helps. Thanks. Bye. Okay, we are back. And, you know, we were thinking we would just do a little section about things we're into right now because we're all reclaiming some of our own personal time and space now that school's back in and we we'd mention things all the time that we like on the podcast so we're just gonna like you know drop a few nuggets on you yeah I think in like like 
listeners know this, like we are not afraid to shout out anything that we're loving, listening Mm -hmm. to, trying, whatever. Um, It's something we do on our own, whether we're Mm -hmm. on a mic or not. (laughs) And so we thought, okay, let's be a little conscious about thinking about what are some things that we're just really into right now and sharing Mm -hmm. them with each other and by extension, you guys. So Mm -hmm. um, anyway. Do you want to start? Do you have a a book? Is that the first thing? It's a book. Okay. So I've... I've, um, it's actually, this is an oldie but a goodie. It's not a new book. Uh, it's something I read, and I don't even know if it was new when I read it, when my little was little, um, called Bringing Up Bebe. Mm-hmm. And the premise, it's an American woman who um, finds herself raising her, ch- mm-hmm. her children in France. And I believe that she is married to a French guy. Don't okay. quote me on that. It's been a while. Listeners can tell me where I get this wrong. But... Um, so she and she's so she's in it. She's not like on the periphery of right. society. She's like pregnant, birthing, raising little tiny babies in France and just like kind of providing commentary okay. on the differences. Um so I recommend it to anyone with and this littles. Is nonfiction, right? It's like nonfiction. Kind of a, okay. It's it's just sort of a comparison mm-hmm. um between like how French parents approach parenting versus American parents. But I will say what I liked about it is it did not feel like there was no superiority complex to me. There was another book I read that was um, kind of along this vein Mm -hmm. um, about like how French parents get their kids to eat everything or whatever that just felt very like, so they're completely wonderful and we're completely awful. Yeah. You know, Americans are garbage. What I took away from it is (laughs) self-loathing. Right. No, um, this is not like that at all. I mean, it's very clear. There are things that, um, that I think that they do that are really cool, but mm-hmm. it's not a better than, it's, right. it doesn't feel as judgy, That's I guess good. is what I'm trying to say. So anyway, but I will say this, this is the nugget. This is the, like, I had so many little light bulb moments um, reading this book, but mm-hmm. here's one that I have like repeated. And I, it means so much to me because we've already discussed the fact that I have a picky eater. One of the things they point out is that, you know, how, how, core to French culture, like the act of eating is mm-hmm. and meal times and like they spend a great deal of detail on like what school meals are like and how yes. much like how kids are taught to like taste the food mm-hmm. and how they're served actual food and not food like substances and all of that. They're having brie for their school. They lunch. really, really yeah. are. Um <clears throat> no joke. But the nugget that I got was was she said French parents use a word that translates to um, food training in the same way that we use the word potty training. And she analogizes it. She says, it's like if you had a kid that was peeing on the floor, you would never say, well, I got a floor peer. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I don't know if you know. My kid just pees on the floor. It's it's a phase. He'll grow out of it. By the time he's an adult, he won't pee on the floor anymore. No, you think, oh, this is a problem. Yeah. We need to, whatever your method is, because that varies by family Uh or whatever, but like this is a problem, we need to address it. That's how they look at being a picky eater. I Oh, he just isn't food trained yet. He's not food trained yet. He doesn't understand yet what good food tastes like or what, how to eat properly. So this idea that we just completely... We, and I'm using the broad we, Americans, yeah. me and my life, whatever, that it's so easy for us to to, to accept right. the, word, the term picky eater or to be okay with the idea of kids' food and happy meals and right. kids' menus and all only being grilled cheese and hamburgers and mac and cheese and like mm-hmm. how we're all so, well, that's what kids eat. That's like a philosophy that is foreign it's like you wouldn't – if your kid had any other problem, which right. they see it as a problem that your kid isn't eating properly, again, properly to eat, right. you know, in, in that mindset, um, like it, it's almost like, How do like negligent it? parenting yeah. to not fix it. And that was like my light bulb moment was the potty training, food training So do they give connection. like a – suggestion on how to train them well i mean it's it's so this is where i thought it was she did a good job of not being really judgy like but it but yeah i mean there's lots of suggestions it's things like the kids eat at the table with you Mm -hmm. and they don't 
most of the restaurants they go to wouldn't know what a kid's menu is. Right. The kids order food and they can maybe order smaller portions of adult food. And uh-huh. the schools are feeding them, not quote unquote kid, kid food. food. And it's it's the idea, and this is sort of her experience, is that she's raising her kids there. So it's not like she moved there with a picky eight-year-old. Right. Right? So um, what she's seeing her kids experience and the adults around her kids don't think twice to serve her a slice of brie with her apple. Right. Like that's, that, that's a perfectly appropriate snack mm-hmm. um and here if a parent did that or a, a, an adult did that you would think that was special or different right so she's like no my kids just at every stage and she as the american parent is almost like like it's weirding her out more than it's yeah. weirding the kids out yeah it was it to me what i took away from it was um how much the, it, it more of the like it takes a village right. and like how like your circumstances of course, you control what's happening in your own mm-hmm. house, but it feels like sometimes you go out into society and you go to a restaurant or you go to a friend's house and, like, there's all these accommodations yeah. for picky eaters that it almost feels like you're always fighting a losing battle. That's, and that's just not the environment that French kids grow up in. Yeah. The expectation is something totally different. I love that because we just came off of our – we were on vacation for a full week. <clears throat> we we were going to more restaurants than usual just because of sort of we were going from town to town and we had a home base. We cooked a lot of meals there. But it, I, it became like a joke by the end of the week. Every restaurant our kids went to, they asked for chicken fingers. And we were like, I mean, guys, there's hamburger, there's mac and cheese. And one, one meal I did split like a fish dish with my older son because he's a little bit more of an adventurous eater but I mean I but I just kept thinking I don't I don't even want to show them the kids meal Mm-mm. and we don't go out to eat that often at home mm-hmm. and so for them it was this like what's the kids meal it's time for breaded chicken you know and by the end we were like how can you guys still be eating this yeah. like every day at least once a day totally. you guys have had chicken fingers and maybe french fries maybe mashed potatoes but still i mean we were just like there are other things here guys and i i was like i I wish because you know part of it becomes a cost thing too because when you're eating in all these restaurants the kids meals five or six dollars you don't want to waste twelve dollars on a big thing and we kept saying by the end we were like we should just order a grown-up meal and have them split it but either they don't want the same thing or by the end of this trip, it was so many days in a row of going out to eat. They just knew. They're, mm-hmm. We're at a restaurant. There's chicken fingers here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I you're mean. Not, you're not getting helped out. No. It was yeah. awful. And I mean, it, now we're back home and it's fine. And we're not, we're not even, we're not, we're not having chicken fingers anytime soon. Right. But I, I mean, for them, it was, it was vacation. It was kind of a special treat because sure. they get that. Every once in a while, but yeah. we don't do it very often. Um, but yeah, just the idea of this like kids menu with this like it was always like hamburger, mac and cheese, pizza. Totally, you we know. all know what a kids menu. It looks the same. No matter maybe if a you're fish. At, if you're at a Mexican yeah. restaurant, maybe it's a quesadilla instead of a grilled cheese. Yeah. If you're at an Italian restaurant, yep. maybe it's like pizza and spaghetti instead of pizza and chicken fingers. Yeah. But we all know exactly what to expect every time. And we, we were even one. like, we're in New Mexico eating right. at these awesome Mexican Killer restaurants, restaurants right. and we're like, get a quesadilla for the love of God. <laughs> and they were like, no, we want the chicken fingers yeah. at this Mexican restaurant. We were like, you have got to be kidding me. And we would like, I wouldn't even say it I would read the kids menu of course now my older one can read so he could call me out on it if he happened to look but I would say here are your choices and I would try to name the other things that they hadn't had 12 times in the last four days and they would say no we want chicken fingers mom and I'm just like I mean, they don't eat that way at home. It's nuts. But well, yeah, that's, that's my recommendation. I Bring love it. Baby. We'll link, uh, we'll link to it, um, from all the show pages yes. and everything. And on um, that same note, I did, I did purchase, we talked about love and logic a couple episodes ago. I haven't finished it yet, but I was reading it on our road trip and started implementing, um, some of the verbiage and procedures to which my husband looked at me like I was a crazy person <laughs> because again, <laughs> We spent eight straight days with our children in a very small car and or condo right. like, a lot of the now, time. Is now yeah, the time? But I was like, you know, here are your choices. <laughs> or like, you're going to. And so we've been doing it. And I have noticed, I mean, and, and we've talked, I talked some about my older son just in like respect and things mm-hmm. like that. He, he is 
adjusting, I think, a little better, like, to both sort of the tactics in that book. And then I told you I made the jar with the quarters. And he know, I mean, like, he'll, he'll, he knows. And I just, if he does something, he looks at me, I walk over, I pull a quarter out and chunk it back in the bank. And he's like, all right, I get it. So I, I think both of those things combined are helping both with him and then my little one. I feel like I've just done a little bit better job in general with him as far as like, here are your choices. You can't throw a tantrum. You know, mm-hmm. like if you're going to do mm-hmm. that, do it in the other room. Like that kind of stuff just because you learn as you go and maybe just his personality is more totally adaptable. But yeah, I, I haven't finished it, but I've been working my way through the techniques. And, and I want my husband to read it because then I'm doing these things and then he's like, be quiet and dirt, you know, and I'm just like, well, again, we were in the car for a long time together last week, but yeah, I'm just like, let's offer him the choice. <laughs> and he's just like, whatever, like, what are you talking about? So speaking of being so, in the car for a long time and being on vacation, what, yeah. what are you, are any of your recommendations related to that or do you have? So we, you know, it was funny on the way there, we did like all the things like the kids had their devices. Like we listened to podcasts. We did some things together. We did things separately on the way home. We were so tired of each other. There was one point where I looked around and all four of us had our own headphones on because we didn't want to talk to each other. And we all wanted to listen to our own thing. So both the kids were playing a game. Grant was listening to some podcast that he's super into that I don't care that much about, but it has a lot of swear words, so he can't play it over the car. I'm listening to My Favorite Murder, which also has a lot of swear words, and I'm just, like, leaning up against the window, like, with my, you know, swear-heavy murder podcast going, and I'm like, (laughs) this is fine. We could, we, we probably went for a good couple hours where no one talked to each other. It was great, but, um, I mean... Are murder podcasts more relatable after a family trip? I mean... Are you, like... (laughs) I kind of get that. Yeah, they, I, I, well, that one I'm a huge fan of and I always listen to. Um, And then, you know, I was thinking about this because you were like, well, you should tell some of your favorite podcasts. And I'm like, I listen to so many, like we need to break it down by genre. So first we We should clarify, so, so Sarah is, listens to more podcasts than your average bear. Like she, you have a job where you're in the car quite a bit by yourself, like where Mm -hmm. your kids aren't around. Mm -hmm. My prime podcast listening time is in the car to and from work, but that's just short snippets. So it'll take me a while to get through one episode that way. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm making dinner or something and my, Mm -hmm. maybe like on the weekend, if I'm doing sort of a more labor-intensive kitchen thing, whatever uh-huh. that may be, baking or whatever, and my kids are in a different room, I can listen to podcasts. Okay. Um, so I, I feel like I have less yeah. available bandwidth for podcasts, but every one I have listened to has been because it, you were like, oh my God, you got to listen to this. <laughs> I, I've, so. I've researched all of the choices. Well, because I mean, I listen to it in the car, and, and the weird thing about my job is I'm either with people or I'm by myself. Like, I don't have an off, which that sounds stupid, but I'm either in a meeting with clients, like being very active and very social, or I'm completely by my, today, like there's you're no the only grown you. up I've talked to all day today, except for the doctor's appointment I had this morning, because I worked from home right. all day long by myself. And so I listen to podcasts the whole time. I mean, most of the time, what I'm doing, I can either sort of multitask or I have certain ones I listen to where I don't have to pay quite as much attention and I can kind of, you know, multitask. And then other ones that I want to be in the car focused on it. Okay, so give so, me your genres. Murder okay. genre. Well, murder. And, that, and really, that's the only one I listen to in that genre, I will say. Probably my favorite murder, I think, is the only one. Okay, I made. I have been super into, um, well, okay, so goes without saying, anything in the Maximum Fun slash McElroy oh brand, I'm like all over that. Um, fangirl pretty much over here. Yeah. Any sure. of those. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't listen to every single one cause some of them are about like video games and things that I don't mm-hmm. know. But. Like my children like to have discussions about things Jesse Thorne has said. I like love the, it. That is the, <laughs> 
that is the kind of maximum fun nerds we are. My I love it. Because they listen to Hodgman. Well, okay, because some of them they're not listening not, to Jordan Jessica. Yeah, I say that is not appropriate um, for children should, as an yes. adult. Yes, that's, please. That's pretty funny. They have a really fun dynamic for sure. I love it. Um, but no, mostly Hodgman. Yeah. But we've even heard him on some like crossover episodes yeah. and. I mean, not to like pat my own back or anything, but we are donors, which uh-huh. gave us like extra access. Have to, you? Like, I, I need to get on and yes, do that because I also donated it. and have not gotten on there and done it. Have you listened to the new fiction one that they've put out called Bubble? No. Okay, I like that. Okay, good. Um, it is actors. From all of those podcasts, I mean, there's a few like main ones and then other ones will like make guest appearances and it's this like sort of weird sci-fi mm-hmm. Twin Peaksy alien oh, situation. I'm already. It's like a fictional and it's like a capsule story. Like there's only X number of episodes and it'll be over. I'm probably seven or eight in, but they're pretty short episodes. I want to say they're like 30... 30, 40 minutes each. It's not like really long ones. So I really like that lately. Um, I do need to catch up a little bit. And then there's a million mom podcasts I listen to, obviously. And we've talked to a couple of them. I've made some great friends on Instagram about maybe doing like a little crossover episode. So we must make this happen. Stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned. We might be making that happen. Um, and then what else is it? Okay. Let me ask you this. Do your kids listen to podcasts? So a little bit. Um, we really like the kids like wow in the world, which is an NPR guy, Roz, um, kind of sciencey, um, my six-year-old loves it. My three-year-old doesn't totally get it, but he mm-hmm. likes their voices and he knows what it is and he likes to hear it. There are two or three other ones um, that we don't listen to quite as much um, because my children also talk nonstop in the car. Shocker. Um, so, <laughs> like, there's one called Story Pirates, mm. I think, that they really like. And I know there's two or three other ones. So one that my kids have started listening to, um, which we should plug here, it's not new, okay. but it's new to us. We just discovered it. I think it came out in 2017, mm-hmm. but it's called This Podcast Has Fleas. Oh my gosh, I've never heard of this. they are obsessed. So it's a scripted piece too. Okay. The, con- the premise is in a household, household of pets, dog and cat have competing podcasts. So oh. the, ha- the household pets are podcasting and are kind of nemesis, nemesi, nemesises. They don't, <laughs> don't get know along. That one. Yeah, <laughs> word nerd. Okay, I don't know back that on one. track, Claire. Okay. okay, so they don't get along, but they kind of, of course, secretly do yes. love each other. It's like okay. cats and dogs, uh-huh. uh, brother and sister. Whatever. That's adorable. So it's adorable. There's like six episodes. Alec Baldwin is in it. He plays nice. voices one of the characters. Um, so my kids have now, but they only did one season. So my okay. kids have now listened to that season multiple times. I think your kids would really love it. Okay. I think everyone's kids would love it. So I check it out. On that one. This podcast has fleas. If you search for it on okay. whatever your preferred I platform is, you'll that. find it. And then something else I was going to bring up. Um, I don't know if we, I know we put it on Instagram, but I don't know if we talked about it very much, um, on the podcast. We got listed in Tulsa People Magazine in June as one of their top 10 podcasts from Tulsa. Ooh, ooh. So That wasn't even a humble brag. I know. Was it was a straight, straight up yeah, brag. I'm just going to throw it out there in case you didn't know. <laughs> but upon seeing that list, I started checking out some other Tulsa podcasts. And one I had listened to a little bit already is called Museum Confidential. From it Philbrook. is the directors of Philbrook, which yeah. it, it, it is specifically about Philbrook, but I think it would be interesting to anyone because it's just sort of this behind the scenes of like all the things that happen at a museum and like how exhibits get curated and how directors have changed. And I know this first season they did was, was specific to Philbrook, which is here in Tulsa, but next season they're going to branch out and talk about Mm -hmm. to some other museums and about other museums and just sort of all that. So I would recommend that. Um, and then there's another one 
um, again, this is specific to Tulsa, but it's called Citizens of Tulsa, where they interview sort of local entrepreneurs and business owner. Well, entrepreneurs, the same thing as a business owner, but just we just we're not with the words. No, it's the it's, end of the it's day. Done. We're done, my, you guys. My brain is. Still in back to school. You know what we're talking about. Yeah, whatever. Stop judging. Important people around town. (laughs) Like I saw this week, I haven't listened to it yet, but they interviewed the director of the Gathering Place, which is this big deal park that's about to open in Tulsa. So anyway, that's for local people, but I'm hoping to check some more of those out as well. So the million dollar question I have for Mm -hmm. you is, have you ever done what we beg our audience to do all the time and reviewed any of those podcasts on iTunes. You know what? I, I think maybe once or twice, but hardly ever. And it's, <laughs> and it's so stupid because I listen so much and then I, but I'm in the car a lot and I forget. But one of the things doing this podcast has made me realize is that's important. Like it makes yeah. a difference. So let's explain that. So why, okay. because I'm in the same exact same boat. It's one of those things that I always heard my favorite podcasters like say it. Mm-hmm. And maybe I even thought about doing it, but then just never like stop. Yeah. Cause typically I'm driving or whatever when I'm right. in the car, when I'm listening to the podcast, but let's talk about what that, why is that important to especially small yeah. sort of um, we're indie. local yeah. indie podcasts <laughs> like the middle of everything, but yeah, but, but really for all podcasts, why is that important? So, from what I understand, it helps it sort of go up the chart in iTunes and make it more visible. So, you know, you, we can share things on Instagram, we can share things on Facebook, but the more stars we get and and not just like everything has to be five stars if you think we're three stars maybe send us an email but (laughs) and tell us why but give us some suggestions yeah help help us but the more people that either you can do something just as simple as giving a star or you can actually then type out and it's very easy and very quick like you just say this is great. I enjoy it. Here's why. And I think you can put your name on it or not. You know, I mean, yeah. you can make up a name. Here's the thing. You guys, anyone who's listened to this podcast more than once knows that Sarah and I don't podcast <laughs> for the millions of dollars yeah, that we're making. This is not, um, we do it because we love each other yeah. and because we love it and we love the feedback that we get from you guys mm-hmm. um, and the interaction. And that's just like crazy fulfilling and yeah. fun and awesome. And we're trying to build like this little community of people that either um, sort of uh, understand where we're coming from, meaning mm-hmm. that they're also in the middle of everything, um, <laughs> geographically or otherwise, or that aren't, but are interested right. in like what's happening here in the same way that we're interested in what's happening in other places. And, um, you know, one of the ways that we can build that community is of course, from you guys, from our listeners, liking, sharing, all mm-hmm. that stuff, tagging, whatever, but it's also helping people find it organically. Right. And, and this idea that if, if you enjoy the podcast, um, again, we would never ask anybody, um, to say anything that, that isn't how right. they feel. Um, like Sarah said, please tell us first. Yeah, like, give, us will, a, give us a minute we, if we you are, hate it. Feedback is a gift and we will gladly accept mm-hmm. it because we are all just trying to, to do a good job and do better. But um, if that's, if, if you can take the time um, we don't ask for donations. We don't ask. We don't have sponsors. We will accept them. No, <laughs> the wine can be dropped off at yeah. Sarah's home address <laughs> to be posted. Um, but the thing that would be that would mean a lot is any kind of sharing mm-hmm. and or reviewing that you guys can do. So we, would we, t- it. we try not to like beat that yeah. horse. That's inappropriate. Drum. What? What? What can you beat that won't that doesn't get hurt? I, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Words. Um, Words are hard okay, at the so end of the day. Okay, so maybe don't review us based on this episode. Yeah. I'm going to encourage you to go back and listen to one of our Please amazing do. guests. Yeah. And then <laughs> feel compelled to go review us. Anyway, we try, to, we try not to make a big ask all the time, but we thought now is a good time. New yes. year, new beginnings, new start. 
new audience. Yay. We, we definitely are. We have some exciting things, I think, yes. lined up for we're, the semester in terms of guests and ideas. I love that we're talking about it in terms of a semester. <laughs> oh my God. That's how you know you're a mom. Exactly. Podcast. School's back on so we can right. like get it. So well, it's we, like we had a season of our lives. Yeah. We know? had a solid midsummer. The transition at the beginning of the summer was Awkward. rough. The beginning, this last week or two has been rough and now we're back in like planning mode. So yeah we're we're um we're planning some cool things for the fall that we're excited about. also we appreciate you <clears throat> mm-hmm. we said that lately how I much we appreciate the people that listen always okay so now that we've tooted our own horn we've begged for reviews and talked about podcasts i do have a thing that's like a thing i'm into right now that is not podcast related tell me and i i am so obsessed with it i have to share and i saw this on Cool Mom Picks, I think, which is another blog, and they have their own podcast, which is also great. But it is a series of iPhone games. This is so nerdy. Just don't even. But it's called Rusty Lake. So you do these, um, there's several little kind of mini activities that are like escape, like cube Like, have you ever done one of those escape rooms where you go in and find the clues and have to like get get your way out? So it's like that, but it's over your phone. And then there are, once you, once you do all those cube escapes, there are deeper dive games that are these like creepy, weird, like mystery solving kind of like Twin Peaks slash puzzle doing games. I cannot stop. It is so. So ridiculous. Are you paying for this? No. So, well, so all the cube escape games are free. Mm-hmm. And then the next. Otherwise known as the hook. Yeah. So then the last two, I want to say, were maybe like two or Does three Does somebody have your credit card number, Sarah? No. <laughs> is this, is this, is intervention required? I'm kind of obsessed with it. No, there's only, I think I've only paid for two of them, which were like $3 each and provided mm-hmm. like. A solid week of entertainment before I could solve the whole thing. So I feel like that's That's, a decent, yeah, a decent amount of money for a week's worth of. And it's this good like, but I am. I'm not on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'm not on Facebook. And it's weirdly soothing because there's this like creepy, quiet music that plays because they're designed to be totally addictive. Yeah, it is. I I can't stop. Give me your credit card statement at the end (laughs) of the month. Stop. You want to see my iTunes bill? Yeah, it's. It's become, again, it's not, it's like I have a minute and I, and I'm just not in Instagram or Facebook, but I'm playing this like weird, creepy Twin Peaks murder solving game and it's (laughs) fantastic. It's so, so bizarre. All right. If anyone else is like a gamey nerd, like. Or what's this one called? Give this one a shout out. Come on. We've already talked about it. So it's the Rusty Lake series. The Rusty Lakes is the name. And then you can Google, like they have a website and then if you get on the app store, so there's all the cube escapes and then there's two or three other ones of which I've done a couple at this point, but. All right. Our links are going to be off. Yeah. The. It's a weirdly soothing activity. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to post a lot of links yes. to all of the things. Yeah. They're going to be there. and Because really all this mom journey is about is sharing randomness. Randomness. <laughs> and whatever gets you through the day. All right. I'm going to go read this text about how the principal had mm-hmm. to call in my child the other day. I'm and here for hugs. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. I, bye, friends. See ya. Yeah.